books that I first came across had my first experience with characters like Heracles and Perseus and Demeter and Persephone and Athena and Zeus and Odysseus. As, as we grow up, we discover that those stories can still be exciting, but one of the things that happens is as we grow up, we tend to set those things farther and farther aside. And I think that part of the reason why we do this is because as we grow up, we become less and less sure of what to do with them, how to deal with them. Um, if they do contain some kind of value or meaning for us, we're not quite sure what it is. We don't know what kind of relevance things, stories like that might have for an adult sensibility and an adult consciousness. And I think part of the problem with this is the fact that we, simply by calling them myths, we are connoting that in some way these are fantastic, imaginative, imaginary stories. They are simply not true. If we look up in any dif dictionary definition, a dictionary will give us five or six definitions of myth, but they all have that implication that this is not true, that there's something um, totally imaginary about what we're reading. The dictionary that I just happened to look up uh, when I was thinking about this has as its first definition that a myth is a story focusing on the deeds of gods or heroes which purports to be true but which is of use to historians only for what it reveals of the culture that produced the myth in the first place. The second definition and the third definition um, will give us the same kinds of things. A later definition suggests that a myth is an imaginary or fictitious person, thing, or story, which doesn't suggest much truth value. And the last definition in the dictionary I looked up said that a myth was a collective opinion based on false premises or the product of fallacious reasoning. <laughs> Given definitions like this, it's no wonder we give them up as we grow up. But we also know that there has to be more to myths than just this. I spent my career teaching literature, and when we teach works like Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream, or Dante's Divine Comedy, or Kafka's Metamorphosis, we know very well that we're teaching something which is not literally true, which is, which is not factually true. But somehow, the idea, every literature course is based on the premise that there is a kind of truth involved in literature, and what literature classes are designed to do is to simply help us understand and learn how to read them in such a way as to get at that kind of truth. We also know that these days you can get a PhD in mythology and we can teach other people how to read myths in college classes. Some of the books that I'll be suggesting to, that you might want to read as we go through this course are books, textbooks that are used in courses like that in, in college campuses. But the question still is, what kind of truth are we talking about in myths? How do we get at it? How do we understand what that truth value is? What are some of the techniques we have to learn as we're, as we're reading myths? To begin with, myths are narratives which most often deal with the very biggest questions that we are, we are going to ask in our lifetimes. How did the universe come to be? How did we get here? Who are we and what's our proper relationship to the cosmos and to each other? Given the larger forces that we recognize in the cosmos, how should we behave? How should we relate ourselves to those larger forces? Other myths, other kinds of myths, which deal with slightly different questions, ask about the history of our country, the history of our people. How did we get here? How did we come to be who we are? What forces went into the shaping of our particular set of beliefs and values and behaviors? Who were our heroes in this process? And what does it mean to be a hero anyway? Um, when we say someone does something heroic or somebody's a hero, what does that mean? There are still other questions, and this one these verge, verges closer to, to religion, and that is the question of 
who and what the gods are. Most myths have gods in them. If we think of gods as being personified or anthropomorphic in some way, kind of way, or if they are simply representations of the larger forces in the cosmos, we still have to ask, what do they stand in for? What do they represent? Um, what, is it that, what is it that we understand the gods doing, and how do we read them when we come across our own myths? Um, other, there are a lot of other human constructions that deal with the same kinds of questions that myths do. Um, religion deals with a lot of the same questions. Science deals with a lot of the same questions. History deals with the same questions. And the fact that religion and science and history give back such dif different answers from myth myth mythological answers may contribute to our sense that myths are simply erroneous, that myths are simply bad science or bad religion or bad history. We'll be talking more about these issues as we um, get through the course, but perhaps here before we start out,